So it has finally happened to me. I got in my first fender bender in China and I had to deal with the situation myself. Now in this example, I wasn't at fault. But if you were to flip the scenarios and if I were at fault, the same process should work on how to handle car wrecks in China. Now note, I've been driving for over 10 years and I've really never gotten into anything serious. And this was the first time I actually got into something serious where I had to get like the authorities involved and figure out how to do it. But the process in China is not the same. So if you've been through all the effort of getting a Chinese driver's license to go ahead and start driving in China, then it is also important to know how to deal with these situations. One day after work, my jolly self was happy to see my family back at home. This was around 5 to 6 p.m. As I said, I never thought this day would come as I've been a very experienced driver, not only have a pretty decent driving ability, but I also have experience in avoiding car wrecks. Well, I learned really quick that sometimes these things can't be avoided no matter how good your skills are. As I was crossing the final bridge to finally get to my house, everything was fine and dandy. I was listening to the radio, looking forward to having a cold drink back at home and seeing the family. Unfortunately, it was rush hour. So it was pretty much bumper to bumper traffic and I had nowhere to go. On the left side was a railing and on the right side were just a bunch of cars. All of a sudden, as the traffic started to come to a halt, I halted about three meters behind the car in front of me. Then all of a sudden, I hear this BAM and I feel the whiplash. Now my first instance is like, what the heck is going on? Who hit me? What, 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 what happened? Could they not see the traffic in front of me? And this is one of those days that if I didn't know any Chinese, I probably would have been in a lot worse off situation without a translator. So I was very thankful at this moment that I knew how to speak Chinese because the person that bumped into me was not a foreigner. It was another Chinese person. Now the first thing I did after I assessed that everything's okay, that the situation wasn't serious, was to stop the vehicle. Now, if the situation were very serious, you would have to call 110, which is the equivalent of 911. This is to call the authorities to make sure that the proper first responders come to site. But if it's nothing serious and just like a slight fender bender, then you can just stop the vehicle as is. Now realize you have an inspectable item in your car. You should always have warning triangles and a fire extinguisher. In my case, I had warning triangles ready to go. So I placed the warning triangles about 10 to 50 meters away from the crash site. Then I started to gather as much footage of the incident. Started getting photos, started getting videos. And of course, I got the person's information. More importantly, I got the person's license plate, the car type, the model, the color, the person's driver's information, like their driver's license, their phone number, their WeChat, as much as possible to avoid any kind of hit and run. Now, after you got the initial footage of the scene, you call the proper authorities if it's serious, you put the warning triangles up, then you go to the second thing. Now, I did mention this was during rush hour. So after I took all the footage, you can come to a decision point. You can either move to a safer location or you can let the authorities come and deal with the situation. Now, you would only move to a safer and more convenient location if and only if both parties agree. Don't be forcing the other person to do it when both parties don't agree because this can affect you in the long run. When the police come on site and they file the report, they'll be like, why did you move if you didn't agree to move? If you've ever taken the driver's license exam in China, you know that if both parties can agree to move to a fender bender incident, it is completely legal. Now, in my case, I had overwhelming evidence that it was completely at fault of the other person because they weren't paying attention to what was happening in front of them and they suddenly hit me from behind. The guy who hit me was pretty chill and he knew he was in the wrong. So we moved to a safer location because we both agreed to this. We then decided to both call our insurance companies to come and help us on the scene. Now for the third thing, if the police were called, 
you would let them stay and file a police report. This police report would be given to you and would be helpful in future circumstances when it comes to claiming your insurance. This will also be used as evidence that you are not at fault when you are claiming insurance. If insurance were called and the authorities weren't called like the police, ask them to come and escort you to their accepted repair shops. Some insurance companies already have partnerships with repair shops and they can give you the address recommended for the nearest repair shop to you. You can also ask if you have a personal repair shop that you have a good relationship with if they can handle the situation for you. But again, please confirm with the insurance company. So once you confirm which repair shop you're going to go to, then you take your vehicle to the repair shop. Now this is if your vehicle is not completely totaled. If it is totaled, you need to let the insurance company know to come and pick up your car and take it to the repair shop. The fourth thing you need to do is once you're at the repair shop, you need to have the following documentation ready to go. Your driver's license in China, not your foreign driver's license, but your actual driver's license in China. Your passport, your car registration, your police report if you have it, the insurance report of the case, so when you call the insurance company, expect them to ask for this information beforehand so that they can file a small report so that they can go ahead and give it to the proper insurance company to file for a claim. The insurance contact of the person, whether it's your insurance or their insurance, I highly recommend sticking with your insurance because you don't know if the person's lying or not, and your banking information, as in your bank account in China, that you're going to get reimbursed with when you do the repairs. In my case, I had to replace my whole bumper. It took about two days to repair and it cost me about 3,000 RMB, which the insurance paid directly to my bank account after I dropped off my car. Now, I was lucky enough that my insurance company also does delivery services. So they delivered my car to my doorstep at no extra charge. Now, a couple lessons learned from this experience that I hope nobody needs to experience, but I'm just letting you know in the event that you do, that you come prepared. Always have some kind of recorder in your car, whether it's in the front or the back or preferably both. In some places, they call this the dash cam. It's super easy to install and I actually had my insurance company and my repair shop fix the camcorder because it kind of got jacked up and they did so with ease. Build a good relationship with a repair shop like I had. I have a repair shop that personally takes care of my yearly inspections, my insurance renewals, and general maintenance and repairs. They know all about the history of my vehicle and exactly what parts are needed and what needs to be looked at. Again, if the incident is serious, as in there's people dying or there's something bad happening, people losing blood, call 110 immediately. Don't even think about compensation or anything like that until the humans lives are taken care of properly other than 110 please know how to call the police for or your insurance i would highly recommend you keep your insurance handy and either put that phone number on speed dial or have the insurance in your glove compartment ready to go to call whoever you need to now there are a lot of scams out there so there's something you should be aware of that if someone is calling the police and it's too good to be true as in everything is being handled they're saying your vehicle is going to be repaired with no issue but they don't ask for your personal information, your driver's license, your car registration, that should raise some red flags. So go ahead and try and handle everything on your own. At least call the authorities on your own, call the insurance company on your own, because you don't know if this person has friends that are dressed as policemen or dressed as insurance companies to take advantage of the situation and to just run away with no trace of return. In the end, you want to stay calm because it's not the end of the world. You just got into a fender bender. If both people are understandable, this process can go out pretty smoothly actually and everything will be okay. There's no need to stress about this because I'm pretty sure the other person doesn't want to deal with this anyways. And the last thing I got to emphasize is footage, footage, footage. Make sure you have 100% of the angles covered in the front and in the back 
to protect yourself in the event that they were to say anything against you or against the truth. I hope you learned something from this podcast episode, and I hope it never happens to you if you ever to start driving in China. If you have any questions or need consultation, feel free to contact me on my social media, on my YouTube channel, Instagram, or Facebook at Expat Survival. Thanks for tuning in this episode. Keep surviving, and I'll catch you in the next one.